The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. You think the days of the week will have the same names this year for Brent or new season, new stuff? Huh. Like, is this still going to be Working Man Wednesday or is it going to be um, Weed Eater Wednesday? You know, I don't know. Something else that starts with W. I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good-looking question. I think he's he seems like the kind of guy that uh, values consistency. He's not going to let six and seven stray him from his from the values of his program. And one of the val- one of the core values is on Wednesday we work, right? So I think it'll still be working, man. Wednesday. I hope so. Yeah, no, I think Let's it'll change be. songs. Toby and TJ back with you. Uh, I'm once again a loser. Uh, Sooners fall seventy four sixty three to Tech last night, despite hitting nine threes. My bad. Uh, K-State beat Baylor 75-65, Texas over Iowa State 72-54, Texas, Kansas tied atop the Big 12, OUTJ now two games clear in last place in the league. Uh, barring something crazy, we're going to be the 10 seed in KC. Baseball tonight, headed down to Arlington after the show, 6 o'clock, OU and Abilene Christian. TJ, if you're ready, I'm ready to read the news. The Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show will return after In the News and these messages. Next, another interesting story that's in the news. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Pop. That's <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> Lonzo Ball out for the season. The Chicago Bulls guard will miss the remainder of the year. The team announced uh, this morning or uh, yesterday morning. Discomfort in his knee. Um, so the Bulls going to be without one of their best players the rest of the way. Trey Young's getting a new head coach. Nate McMullen has been fired. McMillan has been fired at Atlanta. The odds-on favorite to replace him, TJ, Quinn Snyder. How do you see Trey Young and Quinn Snyder getting along? What's amazing with Quinn Snyder is I still picture him at like 30 years old. He looks like he's 30. He still looks like it, but um, I don't know if I see that relationship working out. We need to get Katie involved on this one. Um, Alabama freshman basketball standout Brandon Miller, who we Mm -hmm. saw in the LNC, has been found to, or it has come to light, that he brought the gun to his teammate. That shot and killed a woman last month. Um, Darius Miles was the teammate. Brandon, he asked 
Brandon Miller to bring him his gun. He did. Miles used it in the fatal shooting of a 23-year-old. Miller hasn't been charged with anything. I mean, I don't know, Teach. If you don't know what somebody's going to do, are you responsible at all if you bring him the gun? I mean, it's, it seems terrible. It is yeah, terrible. It is. Like, so I've heard two different stories with this, and I don't know which is true, and one sounds worse for him than the other. So I think it depends on what those two end up saying happened with that gun. Because at first when I saw it, it was, yo, bring me that gun. I got eyes on somebody. Something's about to go down. Somebody else has a gun. And he showed up knowing that something could go down. And then I saw... It had just been left in his car. They called him and said, hey, would, swing back by. I need. My, I forgot to get that out of your car. So he just swings back by and gives it to him and moves on. Oh, yeah, so, vastly, if he knew it was going to be used for harm, it, potentially. It, if there was that conversation and you knew there was potential for conflict, then yes, I think he's somewhat responsible. If it was, hey, man, I forgot my gun in your car. Bring it to me. And he just swings by and drops it off. Then that's mm-hmm. something completely different. Yeah, then I think it's. I had no idea what he was going to do. It was his. His. I wanted it out of my car. He called me and said, "Bring it to me." So, yeah. So I don't know which story is true. I don't know if it's somewhere in the middle. I don't. I don't know. So I don't know what to think of it. Like if it's something where he got a call and said, "Something's about to go down. I left it in your car. Bring it to me." And he knew something was about to go down, and a mom ends up shot and killed. Like uh, is what happened. I, I. You know that's worse on him. I think. So I don't know. This is interesting. You hear stories all the time about people that, uh, you know, have a garage sale find or they find the Declaration of Independence inside a painting, whatever. Sure. A Texas man bought a secondhand CD from a small town thrift shop and made a a shop and made a surprising discovery inside the CD case. There was a Polaroid of President John F. Kennedy on the day of his assassination. George Rebellis said he was at the Souls Harbor Thrift Store in Ferris when he decided to buy Bachman-Turner Overdrive's Uh. The Anthology. (laughs) He didn't open the CD case immediately, but after a while, he opened it up to play it and discovered there was an object inside and soon realized it was a Polaroid photo. Um, The photo depicted is Kennedy riding in his motorcade in Dallas, and there is a date handwritten on the back, 11-22-63. I was shocked. I was shocked, he said, and that's putting it mildly. Uh, The photograph appears to be JFK and the motorcade leaving Love Field after they arrived. Remember we were talking about him flying from Fort Worth Mm to Dallas? Um. That's pretty cool, huh? Little piece of history there from. It's amazing. A long time ago. It means that that person that originally had the picture put it in the CD, and that the store wherever it was bought never like looked through the CD case. Yeah. Which I guess you wouldn't have a reason to. This story reminded me of you and Drake, uh, a California man who visited Disneyland. 2,995 consecutive days. Quit putting me in this category. (laughs) Has been rewarded with a Guinness World Records certificate. Everybody knows you and Drake are big supporters of the Disney Corporation. Jeff writes, a 50-year-old man 
earned the record for most consecutive visits to Disneyland, the one in California, Teach. He began in 2012, and it ended with the COVID-19 pandemic. He has not gone back after COVID, but he says he plans to go back uh, for the 100th anniversary celebrations later this year. He attended Disneyland, TJ, 2,995 straight days. I guess my question would be, why? I don't know. It's like, creepy. He... It says nothing about family. It says nothing about kids. It says nothing about what he did when he was there. It's just a 50-year-old man, I guess, then in his 40s, who was going to Disneyland every day. I'm un- It's unsettling. Yeah, like, is this something where I knew what the world record was, I'll scan my wristband and go in and then turn around and leave and just keep the streak going, or is it I roam around and sit outside the rides and I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of weird and creepy if that's what he was doing. I I was thinking he might be older, like retired in his 60s, and there was a little shop that he liked to go and sit and have coffee. I mean, he could be retired early, yeah, sure, but... I don't know. That's weird. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy have broken ground on their high-tech golf league arena in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Uh, they put shovels into the ground yesterday. Ceremonial groundbreaking for the arena that will house the league that's being called TGL. Uh, Woods and McElroy, two of the co-founders of Tomorrow Sports, were there for the groundbreaking. I think we talked about this earlier, TJ. Woods and McElroy have 11 other players committed to the league so far. Besides them, uh, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, Colin Marikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick, Max Homa, Billy Horschel, Justin Rose, and Xander Shoffley have all committed to play. Um, quote, in terms of fan experience, it's going to be nothing like golf has ever offered before. The concept is this. Six teams of three PGA Tour players squaring off in a match play on a data-driven virtual course in an arena that also includes a short game complex for chipping and putting. It'll be on Monday nights. It'll air for two hours. It's made for TV. Fans will be close to the action in the arena. And at the end of it, there will be a champion crown. Anyway, they're building the arena now. It's a state-of-the-art high-tech arena they say when we're gone maybe before we're gone this will be all sports it'll all be esports inside arenas done with video game controllers apple has emerged as a landing spot potentially for the pac-12 football rights apple tv plus amazon espn fox are all lukewarm on the pac-12 Big 12 Commissioner George Klyvkoff could present Apple as a possibility to his schools soon. I'm sure they'll pay a boatload, TJ. Is that good, though, to have your games only on Apple? Is everyone there yet or no? I don't have Apple, so I'm not there. Um, you love apples. I love apples. I haven't uh, haven't finished mine from this morning yet. So, um eater. I don't think their subscription base is quite what some of the other streaming services are. But I think, um, again, like I think a lot of sports will be eSports in the future. Uh, I think a lot of television packages will be on the streaming uh, networks. So 
I guess it depends on Finally, which one you can get into. Have you watched Cocaine Bear yet? I have not. No. The Ringer has released its top 31 ranked bears of all time in honor of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> There's 31 of them to rank? I'm hitting all 31 for you. Here we go. Number 31. Oh, gosh. Lots of hug, lots of hugging bear from Toy Story Three. Remember him, okay. the evil yeah, bear. Yeah, the evil bear. Thirty, Ted. Ted, he's yeah. one of the few bears I knew of that would make the list. Thirty. Twenty nine, the Care Bears. There's a few here that are ranked down there that you're like, what, really? What, huh. what's your? Before we get there, because I don't even know. I haven't scrolled all the way down. Who do you think will be the number one ranked bear? I think it's a coin flip between Smokey or Yogi. Okay. 28, Archie from Dr. Doolittle. 27, the Charmin Bears. 26, the Grizzly Bear from The Revenant. Seems low. 25, Bobo from The Simpsons. <laughs> 24, Smokey the Bear. What? Well, there are not 23 other bears greater than Smokey, please. This guy's had decades of work put in. I mean... How long has he been around? 60, 70, 80 years? Maybe longer? 23, Bear McCreary. I don't know who that is. I don't is. know who that is. 22, the Chicago Bears and Cubs. Well, Tw why do you group them into one? 21, Little John from Robin Hood. I do like Little John. 20, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. 19, the Coca-Cola Polar Bears. They're delightful. Oh, way too high. Way too high. Number 18, the Memphis Grizzlies. They're too high, that's for sure. Yeah. Why 17. would hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Why would the Memphis Grizzlies be ranked higher than the Chicago Bears and the Chicago Cubs? Seventeen Bear in the Big Blue House. What it was very popular in my house. Come on, my kids were little. This one's gonna really make you mad. Number sixteen, the Bad News Bears. Way too low they for the be Bad News 10. Bears. Fifteen Bear Grills. I love Bear Grills. Uh, fourteen Kung Fu Panda. It's <laughs> not really a bear, but all right. 13, Teddy Grahams. <laughs> Delicious. Love them. Don't have a problem. 12, FX's The Bear. I don't know what that is. I started that. I didn't get into it. I didn't love That's way too high for that, man. I'm Maybe I need to go back and finish the series, but. 11, Corduroy Corduroy. It looks like a kid's book about a bear. I don't know. Huh. 10, Gummy Bears. Love gummy okay. bears. Yeah. Got to be Haribo, but okay. That, exactly. Nine, the Fat Bear Weak Bears. I don't know what Fat that bear, is. Fat Bear Weak Bears. I've never heard of that. Eight, Ioric Burnison, his dark materials. Huh? Uh, I don't know. I want to look into it. Seven, Fozzie Bear. <laughs> oh, I love Fozzie Bear. Fozzie's yeah. great. Six, just in general, waka, teddy waka. bears. Teddy bears. Five, the Bernstein bears. Classic. They are classic. Four, Yogi and Boo Boo bear. Oh, come on. Four's pretty good. Four's good, but who's ahead of him? Well, yeah, I'm about to tell you. Number three, Baloo from the Jungle Book. Oh, I do like Baloo. Although the bear necessity. The number two ranked bear of all time. Paddington Bear. No, that's too high for Paddington. I'm sorry. He's a bit annoying. And the number one ranked bear of all time. Do you have it? 
I'm drawing a blank. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I, oh, Pooh Bear, yeah. Pooh Bear. Winnie No Pants Pooh. Number one ranked bear of all time. Now, what do you think of their rankings, Teach? Uh, Pooh Bear is definitely the number one bear of all time. Ahead of Yogi? Ahead of Yogi and Smokey. I was late to the. Uh, I was late on that one. I should have thought of Pooh Bear. Yeah, there you go. There Way you go. too and low that, for Smokey, though. What are they smoking? And that's the news for Wednesday, February the twenty second. I think Toby the bears. just Toby just ranked thirty one bears. Yeah, uh, that's right. during his news segment. And you all listened to all thirty one of them too. <laughs> Some of you waited to go to work so you could sit in the car so you could hear who the number one ranked bear is. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This show brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino, currently housing 378 games right there in their showplace theater in non-smoking Gaming area, 1,500-seat theater, concerts resuming in 2023. Got blackjack out there. That's that's, that's this year. 100-room hotel, the Riverwind Buffet, Chips and L's. Great time at Riverwind Casino, OKC's number one gaming destination. Rome and Shawnee is in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. He says, hey, Toby. Yeah. I'm sure I've missed it, but I wanted to follow up on a couple of baseball questions. All right, let's do it. What do you got? In Rome? your opinion, does this club have what it takes to get to the NCAA regional or with a few breaks here and there make it back to Omaha? I know we're only a four, uh, only four games in, but I really feel like the win over Air Force was a building block win for a young team. Well, TJ and I have both uh, predicted this team will go 53-3. and three. They That's are correct. on track for that. Um, I mean, way too early to know. Yeah, too early. Way too early to know. Um, I think that the program is carrying itself now with some swagger, some confidence. The fans have rallied behind them. We had great crowds the opening weekend. I really like uh, – here's here's what I was thinking last night, Tate. Tell me if you agree with this. I really like the speed, the athleticism of this team. Uh, I don't know what their pitching is yet. I just don't know. It might be great. I just – it's impossible to know. There's – how many different guys have pitched in the first four games of the season, you know? A lot. It's 13, 14 at least. From opening day to Big 12 play at least is going to be open auditions for the pitching staff. Just to figure out who you can trust, right? So I just don't know. They were so good on the mound last year. And it's it's hard to imagine they're going to be. So here's my thought. I'm, I've wavered here it's really hard to see them being as good on the mound. It's just going to be hard. I mean, they're probably not going to be as good on the mound. Well, if you're that good on the mound, you've got a lot of major league high draft picks, uh, you know, sitting there and some for multiple years. I'll tell you what, I'd like, did you watch Julian Hackham the other night? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the looks of that kid. He looks good. He looks good. He's he's gonna add. He's like throwing ninety or ninety one right now. You know he's gonna add some velo the next couple of years. He's Jake Bennett, I think, only a little taller. I mean, he's gonna have to, you know, learn. But 
That's the body. He's got Jake Bennett's body yeah, plus three inches. So, anyway, I'm straying again from the point. Here's the point, Teach. Focus. It's hard to imagine they're going to pitch it as well. I don't think they're going to hit as many home runs. I do think they could be even more disruptive on the base pass. Like, I like their lineup. I think Dakota Harris, um, Bryce Madrin. McKenzie. McKenzie, Carmichael. I think these guys are good additions. I like their lineup. They are going to have to be an elite defensive team this year to give themselves a chance. And they could be. With the amount of speed that they have on the field, Harris is a very good shortstop, it looks like. Clark missed that one the other day, but he was outstanding at third last year. I think they've got four errors so far this year, and two of them are on pickoff attempts. The other two were on Jackson Nicholas. If because because they're probably not going to be as good on the mound, because they're probably not going to hit as many home runs, TJ, they're going to have to save runs in the field, chasing mm-hmm. down balls, throwing out guys on the base paths, uh, not committing errors. Carmichael being an outstanding backstop. To get to the NCAA tournament and maybe even more, this has to be an elite defensive team. Agree? I agree with everything you said, and for me, it's the same thing you originally started with. If I could tell the future and know how the pitching develops this year, I'd be able to answer that question a little easier about how far I think they go. I think no matter what, your focus is postseason play. Like, especially after last year, you continue to build the momentum. You may not get back to Omaha, but you continue that uh, trajectory of building this program. You don't yeah. want to drop off to the point that you don't make a regional this year. That's so th- I think this is a regional team. I think the, the young talent that you see there will develop as you go along. I just don't know the pitching yet to tell you how far I think they could right. go. But the good thing with that side of it is it always develops with Skip typically. Yeah. So yep. you feel pretty confident in that. It it has almost every year gotten better and better as the year's gone on. Right, with, right. Like one year is an exception. When he was a pitching coach and with his head coach, and even he would tell you that year it got better, but it was it, a couple of years ago they struggled. But, yeah, it's going to get better and better. Uh, All right, what else? Let's see here. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Would this basketball team benefit more from a uh, Fardaw's AMAC or a Taylor Robertson. Any help is needed, but which do you think could get them over the top? An elite female shooter <laughs> or a seven-foot Canadian? They mean which one knock, do I want? A uh, knockdown three-point shooter, I think oh. they're just saying. Uh, uh, both. I think, yeah, I think the answer is both. I mean, wouldn't you love to see what OU looks like with a, a legit big... Like, I, no, that's no offense to Tanner. Yes. I'm just saying, like, a, like that dude last night, or he's he's a he's a different bird. He's not your traditional basketball player, but like a back to the basket five that could dominate a game. Like, seems like West Virginia has one of those every year. It's been a while since Oklahoma's had one of those. I would love to see him go get one of those. I would love to see them go get that. Even if they have that, they don't have the person that I trust, like Taylor, to knock down three-point shots on this roster in that manner. So 
you would also take a three-point knockdown three-point shooter. That's what I said. The greatest the three-point shooter the in the answer history is of women's both. college basketball. Like, I don't think there's one or the other that it yeah. says. Yeah, they need them both. Which they need could them both. put them over the top. I don't think no. that one or the We're other trying, puts them yeah. over the top. Right. I think We're just you would trying need to both. not play on Wednesday at the Big 12 tournament at this point. <laughs> right. So, both is your answer for me. Um at this point, I wouldn't mind seeing her come over and play on the men's team. So, Hey, can you tell I'm in a little bit better mood now? Is it coming through the radio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're much more joyful. I'm chippier, you're, aren't I? You're chippier than you were earlier. You want to know why? Why is that? Evidence has come to my knowledge. I have been notified that my wife made a breakfast casserole for dinner last night, and there are leftovers in the refrigerator. <laughs> Should no. I should have known. It was and my whole related. day has turned around. <laughs> now, imagine if there was spaghetti oh, next man. to that uh, breakfast casserole oh, in the stop fridge. Stop it. Stop talking. Stop talking. Um, someone asked. There's a lot of questions here for. Um, I was about to say skip because we were talking baseball. Joe, uh, is he one segment tomorrow? What are we talking here? Are we talking host show? Uh, two segments? Um uh, um, I think one segment, but I'll ask him if he'll stay right. for two. Well, cause, and we'll get into this maybe next segment, but uh, some people have asked if you could ask Joe uh, about the 230 OU Texas kick situation. Um, I have a segment where I ask him questions and then have a segment where you read fan questions for him. Well, I'm not writing these down, but I'm sure we could, we'll get them tomorrow. Write them down! I'm sure we'll get them tomorrow. But oh, the, okay. I'm not going to ask the ones this morning like, will you ask Joe if he'll fire Porter? I'm not, I won't ask that, okay? <laughs> Come on, teach. Have some guts. <laughs> uh, this texture says, I remember taking several bread, I've almost said beer, <laughs> bread and milk runs to the store. Yeah, that was the best, man. When you first get your license, you'll do anything to get in the car. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's different when it's the youngest, Toby. The older one's no big deal, but the baby of the house, tough. Yeah, that's, this is our baby. What if your uh, baby is only uh, is the oldest and the uh, youngest? I mean, it's the only one. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to tell you there. That's going to be hard all the way around because you guys vacation together. Uh, you do everything together with that kid. So it's going to be heartbreaking when he leaves the nest. Let me ask you this. When you guys take Bronx to college, uh huh, will you let him sit in the front seat? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like We'll both be in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we need a break <laughs> Seven thirty-four in the morning toby and tj with you it's the t-row in the morning show brought to you by riverwind the ref radio sports <laughs> network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at brown o'haver fire wind theft or tornado we can help call 405-735-5510 sooners fall last night to tech Costly loss in the LNC. Porter Moser asked after the game, asked about the turnovers. Texas Tech was throwing it all over the place in the first half. Ended up with 16 turnovers on the game, but found a way to win. Here's the head coach. No, yeah, so it, it was, you know, when you're looking 36 minutes into the game, um, I think it was a three-point three, three, three point game, you know, right around four minutes left, and we've just missed so many shots, so many layups, so many shots. 
Um, I thought we did a good job of forcing some turnovers early, creating some offense with that. Um, but um, they weren't playing a couple of the guys. They were just sagging in on a couple of the guys, daring them to shoot. Um, and you got to knock some of those down. Um, I thought in the second half, they, they, they made some championship plays in the last four minutes. O'Banner got an offensive rebound. Tyson got an offensive rebound. Um, they drove baseline, flipped it, it kind of air How balled. close are O'Banner you? got it and laid it up. Um, and then Tyson came flying in, and, and we missed two box outs. Um, we had another one where we had a missed ball screen coverage, so he was able to really throw a nice pass for a slip dunk. Um, really tough plays to make in the last four minutes, but you're, you're 36 minutes into the game. It's a, it's a one-possession game, and you just just missed an absorbent amount of shots. I think we missed 24 threes and probably six point-blank layups. You missed 24 threes. Happy with some of those shots, or is that you got to try to work it more and get the get a better? Well, they, were, they were they were they do a good job. They were just completely packing the paint, and they, they they rotate so much. You weren't getting much in the paint. They were daring you to shoot. So you got to, you know. I thought um, I, so. Like when we beat them here last year, I think we had 13 threes. I think when we beat them there. We, I think we had double figure threes. We knew we were going to have to knock down some shots, not to the extent of where they just didn't play a couple of the guys, um, and uh, but. Um, you know, I thought for the most part we had some we had some really good looks. Um, you know, I just uh, we might have taken one early in transition in the first half that I was what would love to attack, but we make those a handful of times. But yeah, I thought I thought we took good shots um, from three. I mean, I don't I don't think we took we might have taken one or two at the end of a shot clock maybe, but I, for the most part we were getting some they were giving you some open threes and we just uh, we didn't knock them down. Porter, you've talked about those times in games where maybe you go up four, but you feel like you should be up by yeah. more. Did, did that first half with the early turnovers and what you guys did with them feel like a bit of a rerun with that? Yeah, I mean, and I think they were efficient. I mean, I think I think in the first half they were like four for six from three, you know, and I thought, you know, Banner hit one. Uh, uh, Isaacs got free for two early. Um, and But I thought we were doing some good things, being scrappy, causing turnovers, active hands, deflections. I thought we were doing all those things in the first half. And like you said, it was, you know, we were down at half because we just offensively, we just missed a, a ton of ton of shots. Um, we couldn't get downhill as much as I thought because they were packing the paint so much on some guys. And uh, when, when you pack off a couple guys, you just got to step up and knock. How you loosen it up is you start knocking down some of those open threes. And we didn't do that. Um, he's right. I mean, they, they had open shots. They were nine for 33 from three point range. They were intentional. A lot of them intentional open shots. Uh, Texas tech was leaving guys open that they didn't think could make threes. And, um, I mean, they made nine of them, but still they missed 24. If, uh, you know, OU's is going to have to make threes. I, I think the, formula for them offensively you know where they are now is going to be get out and go they have started being better at that last couple of games they have really gotten out and ran and got a bunch of fast break points not as many last night as in austin but still quite a few in the first half last night points where the defense doesn't have time to set up you don't you know half court offense can be tough for OU at times. So get out and go. Transition points. And they're just going to have to get hot from three. 
I mean, when you see teams go on runs like they're going to have to go on to make it even to the NIT at this point, it's because they get hot. And so they're just going to have to get hot. I mean, they're getting looks. In Austin, they had looks. They're not taking bad shots. I mean, covered shots. They're just going to have to get hot. That's all there is to it. And, you know, 9 for 33 is not going to cut it. Next game, make a hot chart. Let me write that down. How about next game you make a chart that says, hey, TJ, stick it in your ear. <laughs> did he really want to uh, write Toby sucks on the bottom of his poster? Uh, he did, and uh, both his mom and I, at the same time that he said it, go, hey. But, uh, it was uh, simultaneous. Hey. And I go, that's not nice. And he just laughed. He goes, it would be funny, though. What's the name of his school? I'm not, I'm not I'm going to say that. Will you text me the name of his school <laughs> and the number of his uh, counselor? <laughs> I don't even know if I have the number to his counselor, but I'll see if I can find that for I'm you. I'm going to have him pulled out of class and talk to today. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It's accurate. But it's unnecessary. Right, unnecessary, yeah. Yeah, unnecessary. I've already heard from him this morning. I said, they hit their nine threes. He goes, they lost. (laughs) Can I tell you what I don't like about going to Ames? What do you not like about going to Ames? I'm glad you asked. I like the arena. I like the uh, setting, the fans, the arena. They love their team. They aren't nasty about it. They just really love their Cyclones up there. I'm going to miss Hilton Coliseum. I've said this before. I'm going to miss their football stadium, too. I like their football stadium a lot. Uh, but the drive from Des Moines to Ames it takes forever, man. It seems like it's three hours. Is that one of those wasteland spots that just... Well, you just you can't fly into Ames, so you fly into Des Moines, and you get there, and you're like, oh, we're still an hour and a half away. You know, because mm-hmm. you load up the buses and everything, and it just—it's it, not going; it's coming. It's after the games. I mean, all I've known, except for one year, I guess, is losing up there. So it's coming home when everybody's down, and you're like, "We got an hour drive to the airport still." But it's just—I wish it was closer. You know, I hear there's a lot of that in the SEC. I hear there's a lot of having to fly to airports that are quite a ways from. Uh, we, in Auburn, we had to fly to somewhere in Georgia and bus to Auburn. It was like an hour plus away, so I better get used to it, I guess. But anyway. Well, it's not like they're flying high after last night either coming into this game yeah. Saturday. They got whipped last night by Texas, so. They got pasted. They got pasted. Iowa State 8-7 and seven now down in fifth place in the conference. That was a great game when the two played in Norman. Um. What's the dude's name that hit the three late? Uh, got kind of the mullet? Yeah. Um, TJ, you got to be able to remember things like this. I don't remember names. You know I'm terrible at names. What's his name? You could see him, right? I think right I'm picturing top, the right kid. Top of the key, hit a three in the last minute. I think it was a tie game at the time. 
Just buried it. Teams just keep doing that against us this year. Caleb Grill. Come on, Teach. I knew oh, it the whole time. I was just seeing if you Caleb knew it Grill. Yeah. I don't think he played last night. I flipped past that game some. Oh, really? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing him in there. Maybe he did, but I didn't watch that whole game, but it was on the Longhorn Network last night. I found That's that. an 11. It is good. It is an 11 a.m. tip on Saturday, so we, we, we should get home at a decent hour at least, so that's good. Only one more home game remaining. It will be the final game of the season. TCU here a week from Saturday. 7.48 in the morning. Quick break. We'll get to some of your texts when we come back. TJ, at the uh, top of the hour, I've got some, I think, interesting opening weekend college baseball numbers for you. We'll be back. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby and TJ Perry. I wasn't wearing nothing. I was wearing my birthday suit. I had my windows and everything closed. Hang on, hang on. Why, closed. why were you naked? Were you getting out of the shower or something? Or? No, just trying to get to sleep. You, you sleep in the buff? Yes. I have my windows and doors closed. Everything's closed. Riverwind Casino brings you the T-Row in the Morning Show each and every day. Simply the best. OKC's number one gaming destination. Tell Draker he should make a promo of just us saying hello to each other. Hello! For 60 seconds. I do like it. He played for me the one he made yesterday about Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Jim Bob. Uh, by the way, uh, Grill has not played the last two games, K-State and Texas last night as a back well, he'll injury. Be back he'll be back Saturday yeah, probably and knock down eight 30 threes. points. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, OU Architect, thanks for finally attending a baseball game for the first time. Well, since I've ever been attending them, because since I've been attending them, this gentleman has been there and yelling things. I was at the park Monday. and wonder who the dude was yelling time and other stuff. At times he was right behind me, and it was very annoying. That's Glenn, and Glenn's yeah. been yelling time for, Years. I don't know, decades. <laughs> time! Is Glenn the one that yells play it again after seven stretch? No, he says, that cow? he says, one more time. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's right. Wow, pitch me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bunch of them. Yeah, Glenn's, uh, he's a Mitchell Park staple. <laughs> what, is, what I love about him is most of the time he stands up there by us, and he'll scare you when he yells it because it's so loud. But then at some point he wanders off to the other side of the concourse, all the way on the other side of the ballpark, and you just hear, ah! Hey, by the way, have you noticed, I mean, there was big crowds this weekend, but have you noticed over behind our dugout? Okay, you know where they made Club Chaos this year, behind the visitors' dugout? Yes. That little area where you can stand and they've got tabletops and uh -huh. all that kind of stuff. Right. The opposite of that, behind their dugout, has become like uh, Dadville. Like all, yes, the all the players' dads. dads. So, <laughs> they're all hanging out together. <laughs> I only knew that because uh, Carter Campbell, uh, Katie knows his dad. And so she went over there to say hi to him at one point this weekend. I don't remember when. Yeah. And I looked over there, and I'm like, is that just all the dads standing against the rail? Like, that's where she walked to. And so that's why I knew that when you said that. That I was like, because that went through my mind of like, all the dads just kind of gather right there. Apparently. Marketing, we need some signage over there that says Dadville. <laughs> There's like 20 dads all just hanging out there. I mean, maybe right. there's some uncles in there, too. I don't know. But 
It's a bunch of guys. Moms who, aren't anywhere uh, over there. They're sitting in the uh, the, the seat somewhere. Yeah, you mom, know? Momville's in the stands. Dadville's standing up over there in the little cutout area. <laughs> uh, this texter says, winning Wednesday. Sunglasses emoji. Okay. I like that. Uh, A1 Turkey Bacon. What time is Josie on tomorrow morning? Thank you. Uh, 7.35, I think. Hang on. Let me check my. Let me check my calendar here. 7.30. 7.30 Central Time tomorrow morning, Joe Castiglione Live. I will ask him today if we can have two segments of his time, but he's a very busy man, TJ. What does he have going on? He's got the whole well, SEC High-level negotiating and stuff. Uh, Pooh Bear is now a serial killer. Not kidding. It's an actual movie. Yeah, I've seen the preview on that. I don't. Is it out yet, or is it coming out? Pooh Bear and Piglet are serial killers in this new uh, horror did movie. That, that, how did so? Is, is Disney Disney let Pooh? something lapse on their rights, and someone was waiting to pounce on it and signed it and got them, wow. and they are using actual Pooh Bear and Piglet. Uh, they're creepy looking I characters. Bet Eeyore is a maniac too. Uh, Eeyore's had problems with depression his whole life. You and Drake. I've seen the preview. Want no part of this movie. I don't know that I want a part of it. So, by the way, how, we touched on this quickly. How about Drake going on a Disney cruise again, or not again? But he just got back from Disney World, right? He did. Quick little uh, three four day uh, Disney. He said cruise. he met Mickey. He did meet Mickey. I saw the pictures. So, that guy. yeah. All right. Top of the hour break. Um, this is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Wednesday morning, Working Man Wednesday. We're brought to you every day by the Riverwind. Hour three next.